Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am your December baby boy, Trey Plenicky. And I am the pumpkin that gets left out in the snow, Daniel Kunkel. Ooh. It's fall, baby. It's fall, baby. It's Ooh, fall, it's chilly. Baby. Is it getting brisk over there for you? Um, You know, I did. There have been mornings where I've woken up and... I was like, oh, man, I, I guess I left the AC on last night and I go mm. to turn it off and I actually go to turn it on. Mm. It's getting a little cold. Mm. It was it's getting like a little nippy, man. I got to get some flannels. Yeah. When uh, summer was like kind of rolling out and, you know, Chicago. Yeah. Um, summer was kind of like rolling out. And uh, I was Trey's giving some weather. beautiful visual imagery here that you're missing out on at home. A little scooping gesture yeah, with it. A little scooping, little, a little, little my hand is a dolphin sort of moment. Um, <laughs> but I, I would look at the weather and it would be 70 degrees. And I would be like, oh, damn, mm. it's cold. Yep. And I'm like, I'm from New Jersey. Like, I'm not from, <laughs> it's not like I'm from like Baja, California. Like, nope. So, yeah, I, things are, it's coming. Winter's it's coming. It's getting there, man. Oh, we got some like pumpkin. Um, no, 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 no. We got like apple spice little donut balls the other day. We were making plans with my parents to go get some, uh, go apple picking, make some Ooh. apple cider soon. Oh, baby, it's going to be Ooh. good. Mm-hmm. You know, Daniel, um, it's early in the morning again. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm sipping we're a coffee bit more, we're a bit over more here. Laid back. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's a little bit more laid back episode. It's a little bit of a little bit of a laid back. Let's, Are we uh, making up um, this movie? Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe we're making up this movie. Maybe we'll we didn't have time that. to watch it this morning because it's early I'm in the so AM. So yeah, early. A, this is an AM FM podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Shock Jock Radio. I'm gonna say three new curse words. Uh, <laughs> throughout this podcast <laughs> and uh yes yep <laughs> and they'll they'll be the worst things you've ever heard okay so the film yeah that we have going on today is december bride mm-hmm. how, you, how you feeling about this one daniel because i got a honking review december bride is not the worst movie we've ever seen but it does have the most insane inciting incident i think i've ever seen certainly in these movies and maybe one of the craziest like just starting off points like jumping off points for these characters that i have ever seen and it is very much treated as normal and kind of pedestrian Mm -hmm. um so a lot of the times when we get titles of these movies like christmas cookies or um i don't know uh window wonderland window wonderland uh it's like oh do they say window wonderland in the movie and it's like no Mm. do they say christmas cookies in the movie well yeah kind of but it's not Mm. like they're not like saying it you know it's not like like, these are some great christmas cookies this movie is called december bride and i think it is the most times a a title of a movie has been said in the movie so far (laughs) she so I mean, the premise is that she wants to be a December bride. Like she was engaged to be married. She's not engaged. She is no longer engaged to be married anymore for from a circumstance that we'll chat about in a moment. Oh, boy. How do we? And and she tells everyone and their mother that Mm -hmm. she is destined to be a December bride. And that's, you know, fine. Okay, like how do you feel about that? What do you what do you feel when when somebody is like, I just want to be a December bride, like on, I, kind of unprompted? I think, es- 
especially once you're engaged, then it's like, okay, sure. It is now in this movie, it is treated with such weight in such instrumental stings. There, I, the music in this movie treats when she says December Bride <laughs> like, a, like a rolling crescendo. Like, like the music all leads up to her saying December. It's, it's very silly. Which honestly, like, I, I, and I, I tweeted about this on the account. I watched this movie at regular speed. You did. You did. You actually Completely. did. Completely. I you did ma- not skip anything. Man. And... Honestly, it wasn't that the movie was bad. It was that the length of the mediocrity was longer. Yeah, I think that's Does that makes sense. We save ourselves by watching it. On, it made me appreciate faster, the yeah. faster speed because I'm like, man, we really let these movies get away with a lot because we watch them way faster than well, I think, you know, so here's as intended. The issue also then becomes because I know sitcoms have this issue, too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like network television has to fill 22 to 24 minutes, uh, depending on whatever the network wants. Sure. You know, their show can't be any longer or shorter than that. No. Nope. And like give or take like maybe like 10 seconds because of ad slots. So the strategy is always shoot long mm-hmm. and you can you can remove as much as you want, but you can never add as much as you want. And you need to get to that exact time. So whether you're mincing frames here and there, whether you're picking up or slowing down pacing because you need to save or add time, the yeah. Hallmark movies had the exact same thing going on. Mm-hmm. They need every single one of these is an hour and 22 minutes. Yeah. Except for the ones that are like not produced by Hallmark. Right. Or, yeah. or that don't air on like the Hallmark. Sure. I'm sure maybe they air on the Hallmark channel, but they... It doesn't seem like they do. <laughs> it, uh, they don't get that vibe off. I would so. love just once to see. I, I I don't even want to call it. I mean, I guess technically it's an extended edition, but see like just see it all. You know, <laughs> see everything that they shoot. Because I would bet, not a large part, but I would bet there's probably like five percent of these movies that are largely improvised. Because they just so? don't know what they're just because they don't know what you don't know what you're going to need. Maybe yeah. not at this. Maybe not at 2016. Because twenty by 2016, where we are now, I think it is down to a science. Yeah. Do you think that they like some they improvise some of these movies? I I don't know. I don't know about that, Daniel. I, that might be wishful thinking on my yeah. part. But I don't know. I can I can see them a little bit of stuff. The the thing. What? Okay. So here's here's why I have such pause, Daniel. Okay. I'm an I'm an improv man. You are an improv. Man. You say improv, and I my tail starts wagging, and I don't have a tail. I'm like George Costanza. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the best part of Seinfeld, by the way. Uh, when George <laughs> Costanza has a longer than usual tail tailbone that wags when he's happy, <laughs> it's so good. Um, anyway, that's Trey's joke of the day. I hear improv, and I get excited. Um, the thing about these movies that doesn't give that vibe off. Sure. And like, because we know a lot about how they're produced. You you texted mm-hmm. me uh, the other day and you said, I think we know Hallmark better than most people. Yeah. I think the next people, the next rung of people that know Hallmark better than us are people who work for Hallmark. Sure. That work for Crown Media. They spend two, that $2 million uh, a movie. They shoot in two weeks. They do like two takes 
Jesus Christ. You yeah, know, they do, man. Yeah, they do no, like they, two yeah. takes. So like contrasting, like doing the little dance where it's like, I wonder if they do improv or they do like shoot scenes that don't necessarily have a script. And then and then taking that dance that I'm doing in my head and juxtaposing it on top of a two week schedule, a two million dollar budget and, maybe and only improv. two takes. Maybe improv is the wrong word. I, riffing, though, happens. I oh, have I'm sure. To imagine. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm sure there can be a little riffing or just like a little tagline. Like, I think some of the. I think we are being generous saying every single scene in these movies gets two takes. I don't think, think that's. You think the, I think some of them get one take. You think it's a one take, Jake moment. I think with those big crowd scenes, I think they get those crowds for one day. One take, Jake. I think they get. I mean, it also, I mean, like part, this is welcome to the boring world of planning out a film shoot. Part of it depends on how many cameras you've got, right? Because if if you've got, if you've only got like two cameras, two or three, like you're going to want two of those on your leads. A lot of these movies ends up on stages, you know, like people are up on stages giving a a presentation of some kind. So two of those cameras are pointed at the people. One camera is not enough to cover even most of the crowds we see in these movies. So you're going to have to do some pickup shots with the crowds and they don't give, I don't think they give those guys any direction. <laughs> That's like the fourth AD who's handling those. Yeah. The, the times I can't even imagine what it's like on a movie or a Hallmark movie at that, but we've got it. We've got to get I've done, in there. One I've day. done background work. You've done background work, yeah. but not a Hallmark background work. Well, here's man. the thing, Daniel. Uh, here's here's big news that I don't think we've talked since it happened, but I have signed with a talent agency. You have, Let's yes. Let's go. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And so my dreams, Daniel, are getting are inching closer. You gotta you gotta walk closer. in the room day one and be like, Hallmark, get me in there. The thing is, I don't look like a Hallmark man. You know, you you would not be a Hallmark leading man. You could be a Hallmark assistant man. <laughs> Explain. I think that no, like exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. I think I think you could be kind of like the nice loyal assistant to the okay. hunk. Totally. You know, yeah, because you are you are not a hunky beefcake. gentleman. But I could be you're that an attractive right. guy. But you're not hunky. I could be that right. Well, thank you, Daniel. I could you be could that. Be the, you could have been the brother in this movie, or the, like the Ryan Reynolds. Uh, off-brand the guy? off-brand ryan reynolds guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i could have been that this guy. movie comparing like you would not be in this movie because no, you would be the brother in this movie like i'm looking at the actor's headshot and like the, the i see it like i see the the type similarity is there the longer faces <laughs> you, you motherfucker I, I see it <laughs> comparing you to trying to compare you or even me to somebody in none of these movies in this movie particularly not possible because like we were saying right before the movie this is maybe the most attractive hallmark cast we've yeah. gotten yet we've got Jessica Lowndes in the lead, who uh, very much like fits that Megan Fox kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, and, and even our lead guy is not like the hunkiest guy. He's just kind of a cute little guy, yeah, though. It's an attractive a, movie. It's an attractive just, movie. Yeah, it's an attractive um, looking cast. Would you say I'm like an A? I'm, I feel like I'm like an A24 9 and like a Hallmark 6. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. What yeah. do you think? I think you are an A. 
<laughs> you just that needs to be the new barometer for everything in yeah. the film industry is just you have a you, you don't have a resume anymore you just have a sheet where it's like okay i'm a lifetime this i'm a cw this i'm an a24 this yeah. i'm a uh, i'm a, you I'm know, a Lionsgate three i'm, I'm a Lionsgate I, three <laughs> I'm a I'm a Marvel uh, for yeah. DC six though DC six yeah I'm a DC mark, six mark mark my words mark my words um, I'm a James Gunn uh, seven easily <laughs> yeah no G- James Gunn hires some grizzly looking guys <laughs> I I love that James Gunn goes to the extremes yeah when ca- nobody just looks like a person in a James Gunn movie no they're either like wow. That's a lot of muscle going on there. Yeah. Or, ooh, you are a gnarly looking guy. Oh, man. Spicy looking guy. Taser face was my favorite. Taser face was great. Okay. Rip, rip Taylor (laughs) Taser face. So movie. We uh, okay, let me let me pull up this review. Yes. Um, And And I do you want to do what we talked about? Yes. So Trace found the longest IMDB review. it's, It's a one star review. Uh, written by <laughs> Ren T eight three zero six five, and you know, like, okay, so there are constants in this life. Yes, one constant is this same person named Christmas Dash Reviewer <laughs> at the beginning of their review saying, "Beware of false reviews and reviewers. Some reviewers only have one review to their name." <laughs> Now, when it's a positive review, that tells me they were involved with the movie. If it's a negative review, then they might have a grudge against the film. Uh, now I have reviewed over 200 holiday films. I have no agenda. I am honest. We're going to break it up um, yeah. and talk about each section a little bit. because going to frame our review. It relates back to the movie. Um, okay. So first off, he doesn't like it. It's a one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Just to open things up. Uh, he said, what's the point is the title of the review. Uh, I honestly, I honestly wish I could give negative stars. This movie makes no sense, and I don't understand how there are so many ten star reviews. I will never get my two hours back. I painfully False right off the bat. I mean, it's a, it's an hour and twenty. It's an hour and twenty two minutes. Well, Come I on. mean, maybe on Hallmark Channel. Maybe he watched it when it came out on the Hallmark Channel. And I listen. I have watched this stuff. movie on regular speed, and um, I will never watch it with ads. <laughs> no, I refuse. I painfully sat through this entire movie thinking at some point it had to get better. It does not for several reasons. Number one. All right. Starting off strong. Yes. The entire movie, Layla's family bullies and pushes her to forgive her terrible cousin who has stolen her fiance. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Um, Boy, howdy. This is a strong inciting incident. For a movie. The way it like presents itself is it feels like when they on the first draft, it was their her sister. And they were like, you got to pull it back, man. Like you can't like nobody would do that. Like that's like you're too close at that point. Uh, But yeah, cousins stole fiance. And in the uh, beginning of the movie, like in the beginning of the movie, the theft happen it doesn't it's not one of these we come in and she has stolen it starts off she is engaged to this guy and then her friend quote unquote seth is like hey 
attractive cousin, attractive fiance. You two should talk business. And when I say there is instant attraction between these two, (laughs) I was uncomfortable watching them in this room full of people. Not flirt, but do that thing, you know? that thing yeah i know what you mean like have just like have bonkers bananas chemistry yeah yeah and it's like and layla knows uh, it too layla as soon as seth is like you two go talk about business stuff layla's like what did you just do (laughs) i you know there there's something about um because there's something about the removal of subtlety in Hallmark movies because there's not a lot of time to get the point across. So you kind of mm-hmm. just have to bat like people in the head with it until it yes. g- comes through. So like sometimes we play in exaggeration and we play in stereotype when we are uh, like watching these movies. Sure. And I think their bonkers chemistry right off the bat is one of those times where it's just like, OK, we really need to get the idea of remove all subtlety from the situation and just like I want you to be fucking each other with your eyes until until the cows come home. Because that's not the conflict of the movie. Yeah, it's the <laughs> conflict isn't that this woman's cousin steals her fiance and then a year later gets married to him yeah i would so okay so here's here's the other thing right because seth's the worst that's a fresh that's a fresh wound Mm -hmm. you know and it's weird that like anyway we should move on with the review and then i'll say what i was about to say um okay so that was the first sentence of the review it's the first sentence of the first point of four. Yes. So let me let's fin- I'm going to finish this first okay, point I'll let and you then we'll talk herself. about it. Great. Yeah. So the entire movie, Layla's family bullies and pushes her to forgive her terrible cousin who has stolen her fiance. <laughs> Layla's the main character, by the way. This is after the first 10 minutes of the movie where she attends said cousin's wedding with Seth, the guy responsible for her breakup. For absolutely no reason whatsoever, he announces their fake engagement. Naturally, the ex-fiance grills them about being a couple as if it's his business what she does with her life. Her cousin, meanwhile, seems pleased as if she's now off the hook for stealing her fiance. (laughs) Her overbearing aunt is thrilled and doesn't even seem concerned with acknowledging her daughter uh, like doing something horrible because they're family. This continues throughout the movie with everyone insisting Layla get over it. Embarrassment, etc. Telling her they want forgiveness. Why don't they try asking for or earning it? Okay, so let's... That's uh, the whole movie they just summed up, first of all. I mean, besides the ending, that's it. Um, Daniel, so Mm -hmm. do you think... Did this reviewer make a good point? Let's do a good point scale of one to five. Five, it was... Five, it was... Yeah, it was like a five was a great point. One, it was like, okay, you are media illiterate. Gotcha. I think this is a four, maybe a four and a half out of five. Okay, um, this is this is the part of the movie where because movies are predicated and premised on unbelievable occurrences, and sure. we are, like when you're making a movie, you ask why today, and this is why today. Like my fiance got stolen, and now I have to reckon with the consequences of being with my family that stole my fiance. Um, but 
there's a point in time where it's like <laughs> too unbelievable, you know, yes. or like too f- like there's no way anybody can function like this there, when something I've, like this happens. I've never seen a character or even a couple like two two characters who are with each other. I've never seen them do something so non-violent yet so irredeemable at the same time. (laughs) And then also see the movie work so hard to convince me that it's okay, actually. It's okay that this happened, actually. It's okay that this happened, actually. Because she'll she'll get hers in the end. She will get hers in the end, and that makes up for everything. No, the point about the family, this family sucks. This is such a toxic family who are constantly on Layla's ass about – Layla, you just this is family and family is always there for you. Clearly, the family was there for her to steal her fiance, first and foremost. And also, <laughs> it's only been like a year. No, she doesn't have to forgive no. here, give her. No, she doesn't. I, I do like the um, there's this constant sort of tug between business and like familiar relationship and like romantic Mm -hmm. relationship in the movie and there are literally conversations where it's like would you stop whining about your fiance and talk to me about real estate something that matters yeah the best plot in this movie is between seth the other guy and his dad and it's like a c or a d plot and i still think it's probably the best plot in the movie (laughs) um can we, so let's let's clarify because he does a fine job clarifying like what actually happened yeah. but like those are the broad brushes yeah essentially like um layla was engaged to be married she mm-hmm. uh got her fiance stolen by her cousin and then she uh, layla uh sad girl um is t- i think seth seth is the guy that um Seth is the guy who who introduces her cousin and her, her fiance, which like, yes, he introduced them. That's not his fault. No, it's not his fault. It's absolutely not but, his fault. That's his so shitty Seth, cousin, her shitty fiance's In an fault. effort to make things right, uh, proposes to Layla. Um, At her cousin and her ex-fiance's wedding to make everybody jealous. Which, like, good burn, you know? like Solid burn. Solid solid. burn. Like, like if you wanted to get back at someone for a a wedding-related incident, propose at at their wedding. Absolutely. Um, So... Yeah. Okay. So that so that's that's what happened. And now we're so now we're in a situation where it's uh oh fake fiance and uh they're trying to hide that they're uh, fake engaged and nobody can know that they're not actually like living together uh or whatever. You know? Yeah. And and to to Seth's credit, when he kind of realizes how um absolutely insane what he just did is, he's like. Hey, look, I'll go, um, I'll call everybody tomorrow and just be like, hey, sorry, like, you know, I had too much wine. Like, it's it was just a bad joke, blah, blah, blah. And the only problem is the, the main kind of conflict of the movie is she gets she is a, um, a decorator. She's like a house stager, a real estate stager. And so she is trying to become really close with this one real estate agent who does these really big contracts in the city and the only reason he kind of gives her the time of day is he likes Seth 
because <laughs> Seth is like his money guy. And then Seth like bought a house from him. So they're very close. So they have to keep up this charade in order to for her to get this job. And so the guy is like, look, I'll let you decorate. I, I want to see what you can do. So decorate Seth's house. Because Seth is uh, Seth lives in his home like a serial killer <laughs> with no decorations and only uses the coffee maker in the kitchen. He's like, decorate his house. I'll come by Christmas Eve and look at it. And if it looks good, then I'll give you the I'll, you know, we'll work together, which is good because her boss finds out she's like basically doing just a job interview, really. And her boss fires her on the spot. And then they spend the whole movie beefing and like try to one up each other. And it's insane behavior from these two grown, successful professional women, one of whom is a business owner. Um, Jesus. Daniel, I see those, you know, those photos online that you see when it's like, um, it's like the chair and the TV on the floor. And like, that's the entire living room. Yes. I look at those and I'm like, yes. I don't see the issue. Like, what's the problem? Trey, I got bad news. What's the problem? I, yeah. What's the matter? I, I Like, here's, I just don't under, like. I'm looking at the decorations <laughs> behind you in your bedroom um, uh-huh. that you and Cecilia share. And yeah. um, how many of those are yours, would they're you say? All, we've no, got, I mean, we've got some decoration. We've got every, some plants. We've clearly got a makeup corner, which, I, you know, is yeah. more her area. Yeah, that's but vanity. We've got yeah. some beautiful artwork, uh, some wonderful little quotes on the wall. And, all, hers. Um, all hers. All hers. Yeah. From the Trey, what decorations do you own? Um, there are a lot of pictures of us in the, in the apartment. What decorations are exclusively... <laughs> Your decorations, not couple decorations, <laughs> uh-huh. your decorations. Totally. So I hang hats on the wall. Uh, those aren't decorations. <laughs> those are clothing items that you hang out of a closet. What? No, man. Dad, you're, you're, you're uh, I'm getting red for filth. Uh, the pants. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's a filth thing. I'm yeah. saying you should have some decorations I, I that are yours, of, my man. There's a lot of food in the pantry that I have. So. That's not a decoration, <laughs> Trey. Trey, for example, I have, I have some, um, mm-hmm. I've got some great artwork from Etsy. I've got some fun, sure. like, video game posters. I've got a yep. wonderful uh, tapestry. I've got mm-hmm. some, some swords and, yeah. you know, lots of books. Right. You know, I, I, there's, there's this, this, is a, this is a space I have decorated. Right. What is an example of something <laughs> like that that you own? Uh, I, well, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to hang guitars on the wall. Okay. I, I, that's that counts. counts. That's that counts. counts. I'll count that. I'll okay, count okay, that. Okay. I'm going to – I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have pills. I have my – I have your, medicine. Your medication not, for your fucked up really, lungs don't they count. Com- they complement the the yellow walls, <laughs> the orange bottles. So that's why they have to stay together in the movie. <laughs> and then let's let's go to the next point. Okay, point two. The the rest are shorter. Uh, maybe no five is. Just oh, sorry, as there long are five ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
Fast forward over an hour. Yeah, so, and this is pretty standard for Hallmark, so I don't know why he's <laughs> yeah. surprised. Fast forward over an hour of random filler nonsense of decorating a house. Layla's sure. annoying ex-boss decorating the house next door in some random encounters along the way. <laughs> Get a backbone, Layla. She's your ex-boss who cares what she thinks of you or your quote-unquote fake engagement anymore. Scale of one to five, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, like, it's a valid point. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know, if I'm, re- if I'm reviewing a movie, just any movie, not a Hallmark movie, and there is a, there is about 45 minutes of, uh, just chores, I would be like, what am I, like, why am I watching this? If half of the movie is errands and awkward dinners... That's a bad movie. You know, sometimes I black out when I watch these movies. Absolutely. Like sometimes I'm I'm like watching and I'm like, I thought we were just at dinner. Yes, we were. That was this movie. And they they go to dinner like three times. And like they go to dinner with his parents, her aunt, kind of. Mother of the thief. Mother. Yeah, she goes to dinner with the mother of the thief. She goes to dinner with her ex-fiance at one point, which does does, does our reviewer address that scene? I don't uh, think so. No. It, well, they attend, they address the dinner. So let's okay, talk I'll about let, the dinner. Yeah, I'll let them. Yeah. 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 So what's your, what's your rating out of five? Five out of five. Exactly right. Who cares? Who your ex-boss cares? was clearly a megalomaniacal maniac. Number three. Seth cares way too much about this fake engagement. No guy cares this much about a fake relationship to give a woman his grandmother's ring. This um, is a zero out of five take. Yeah, this is a zero. Seth this is, is a, clearly Seth could not be more in love with this woman. The this entire is a, movie a, a if cold, he tried. Cold, cold take. It's zero. It's a zero. One hundred percent. Seth. Um, Seth openly tells her in the movie, "I wish I had asked you out before." What's his face? I think openly says it. Yeah. For me, it's like nobody cares this much about a fake relationship. Well, I mean, he does or there's no movie like (laughs) here's the thing. If he thinks this is like, okay, this is a take where it's like, I wish this didn't happen. So this movie would not have been made. Sure. Yeah. Like I wish I wish this part wasn't in the script so they didn't have to make this movie to begin with. So that I didn't have to watch it. Too bad right. you watched it. It's real. Yeah. And it's like you can't use that as a point to because that's the movie like it, they, he cares. Like yep. that's why he does it. He does it because he cares. And I don't know, Daniel, have you ever given someone that was something that was like. Way too valuable. Way too valuable. Interesting. Um, like, like even if it not as like a like a relationship thing, but as like a like give something someone to borrow, like a, something to borrow. Like I probably shouldn't have let them because in this scenario, like if we're let's do yeah, giving somebody her, your grandmother's wedding ring. But if we're so we're in her mind, right? Right. Like, okay, this can only work if. I have a nice enough ring because we're very successful career people. Absolutely. Obviously, Seth doesn't want to go out and buy a really nice ring. So 
and I'm we're in Layla's mind right now. Seth sure. doesn't want to go buy a ring because this is a fake relationship. So he's going to give me his grandmother's ring, a nice enough looking ring. And we could say it's his grandmother's ring. That's why he like it was his plan to engage with it in the first place. So, yeah, it, that tracks for me. Sure. Right. Yeah, but that's a real. But I mean, in Layla's mind, it's like, yeah, that's really stinking valuable. But I don't think it's weird. You know, Mm-mm. I think because. His excuses for why he does all this stuff in a relationship he clearly wants to be real and Layla does not consider being real. Everything he does, it does have a good reason for continuing the lie. It just happens to also, you know, progress his genuine uh, feelings for her. Right. It's interesting. It's an interesting... On it, like I'm, I'm curious when we get to connections. I think there's something really spooky going on with Seth and the ring. <gasps> oh, pasta! I hadn't considered Ooh, the ring. I kind of who's breathe. his grandmother? The devil. <laughs> the girl. <laughs> it's the girl. It's the girl from the ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, weird. Mm. I don't think that's what that's about. I don't think that's about a ring. I think it's, I think it is. I don't think. Well, I think it's about a ring, but not like a physical ring. You know, it's a physical ring in the TV. Yeah, but it's not like a ring. It you is know? a ring. It's not one you wear. The entire movie they go to or are asked to attend dinners where they clearly look like they're lying. I get it's a movie, but after one or two times, is it really that hard to lie without making a face? Okay, okay so this is number four, Daniel. Um, I've been on TikTok getting a lot of fake content. Yes. And it is pissing me off. It's so annoying, isn't it? It is. It is making me writhe. Okay. So we're actors. Sure. Uh, we're artists. Sure. We pride ourselves on making something and then presenting it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and we craft it and we produce it and we put time into this thing that we're making mm-hmm. to ensure that it is good and represents ourselves. This is what Trey tells himself every time before yeah. we start recording this I look, podcast. <laughs> I look into the mirror and I go, the mistletoe secret is art. And there's a picture of Lacey Chabert just like... <laughs> Like not even taped, like nailed into the wall next to the mirror. It's printed on glass. (laughs) It's a stained glass Uh, portrait of Lacey Lacey Chabert. When I, so when we have a teacher in school, his name is, uh, his name, he goes by Coach. He listens to this uh, He does listen to the show sometimes. He does listen to the show. What's up, Coach? Yeah, what's going on, Coach? I'm I'm about to talk about you. He... (laughs) He said, he said that um, you should never watch reality television. That sounds like something he would say. Yeah, that really sounds like him. (laughs) Never. Has he, has he made that, uh, has he, did he ever make that distinction to you? probably at some point told my class that, yeah. It's really stuck with me. It's like really, really stuck with me because I love reality. Survivor is my favorite television show. I was waiting for the right time to tell you. We started watching it. I'm like watching it. We watched, started the new season last night. And and did you like it? You liked it? Sure. Yeah. This I mean, is, for yeah, what, yeah, sure. Great. This will become <laughs> a Survivor weird. podcast as well. Yeah, it is. It's a little weird. So here's here's the thing that I like about reality television. Yeah. Okay. And that, that I think is important as actors to to 
like watch it. Like I feel like as actors, it is it is important to watch reality television because while the show is the show is written, the show is scripted, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, In that there is a production schedule in that they gather a ton of takes Mm -hmm. and get people's quote unquote lines and in confessionals. And then they go to the editing room floor and they say, what is the most compelling story that we can tell that produces a satisfying outcome for whoever wins this show? And this is for like, I mean, this is for shows that are uh, that have a winner, so to speak. I just want them to I want someone to give them just one movie, the budget, the time, not even necessarily the cast, just the budget and the time to make it a real Full, like, hour 50-minute movie. You introduce Cecilia to <laughs> to James Marsden. Wait, I, and, what? what? <laughs> and Cecilia leaves me for James Marsden. Oh, this is the movie. Yeah, and but it's filmed 24-7. Like, we put it's cameras. Y- it's in, Cecilia in the, in the leaving you for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 star James Marsden. Okay, yeah, that's not what he's known for. Sorry, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 star, James Marsden. Okay, okay. James Marsden is a national treasure. He got done so dirty. Star? Enchanted? Is that what you'd prefer? Hairspray? Hairspray? Yeah, hairspray's pretty good. Yeah, he's okay in hairspray. He's good in hairspray. Number five. Oh, what the hell? Wait, just can I finish my point? Fifteen can, minutes. Can yes. I finish my point? I've got yeah. to finish my point. So I've been getting sure. a lot of fake uh, things on TikTok, and like, holy crap, that's what we were talking about. Oh my and god! I, and I love, like, I love watching reality TV. I like watching uh, IRL Twitch streams for the same reason. For because like you're mm-hmm. getting you're getting like an eye into like how they react and how like it, like pedestrian movements happen, which are the, like the hardest things. We could get those sorts of genuine reactions of of your girlfriend who you live with leaving you for Superman Returns star James Marsden. If <laughs> Superman we could get Returns that on film. I've now pulled up James Marsden's he's been, he's IMDb. On, he's been on Broadway. X-Men's own James Marsden, star of the hit 2017 animated feature, Hop, James Marsden. Jesus Christ. Then then we could really, we could push the bar. How do we incorporate Christmas into this? I don't think, I think you two play yourselves. I think James Marsden is playing a character, though. James Marsden is playing... My best friend from high school. Santano Nicholas. Santiago Santiago Nicholas. <laughs> Where are you pulling that from? I'm trying to get a Saint Nicholas thing in here. <laughs> oh, Santiago Nicholas? Santi- Santiago Nicholas. Santiago San- Santiago or, works. How about Santino? Santino there's a, Nicholas. There's already a guy named Santino Fontana that's in this Santino, world. Santino Nichols? Santino. Dude, Santino Nichols is good. It's Santino. Like a, how about Santino Nicola? Santino Nicola. Santino Nicola. And uh, how he how he uh, his pickup line is, is uh, I get that a lot. <laughs> and he says it about everything. He's like, he's like, oh, you want the usual? I get that a lot. Hey, do you want paper or plastic? <laughs> I get that a lot. 
This is the worst tangent we've ever gone on. Give me, give me number five. Okay, number five. Finally, although I could add more to the list, at the end of the movie, after Layla secures a new dream job, thanks to Seth, how convenient. <laughs> Again, just the movie. Yeah, just the movie, man. Uh, they decide it's time to break up. Seth is clearly in love, saying several times how she's made his house a home, and Layla also has feelings. So there's literally nothing keeping them from just being a real couple. Like, literally nothing. No brat kids, crazy exes. No one that matters knows this is all fake and threatens to expose them. Instead, they attend their engagement party so they can embarrass themselves by staging a fake fight. Why? Then, Seth finally confesses his love. Layla also decides she's in love. Although really not believable, in my opinion. I think that's just an indictment of her acting. And two minutes sure. later, they're getting married in December to make this ridiculous title make sense. And the movie ends. I guess it's a feel-good movie if you only watch the last five minutes. Okay, Daniel, I would love to share. Two minutes later, they're getting married in December to make this ridiculous title make sense. They, they say December Christmas... More than I've ever heard it in my December life. December Bride. December Bride. Sorry. Yes. They say December Bride more than I've ever heard in my like heard that phrase in my life. Yes. In I, I always like heard it and was like, okay, whatever. And this one, it is such a big deal. They say it like eight times. Yes. So I I okay. What's what's your rating? One to five. Um on this one. I'm gonna give it a three, actually. There's some stuff in there which I kind of agree with. Yeah, uh, the way he says it, I don't agree. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Agree my with that my favorite, the excerpt that it, I am speaking about is there's literally nothing from keeping them from being a real couple. Like you got it, man. Literally nothing. Like yeah, yes, get that's mad. the movie. Literally that's, nothing. That's and the movie. No brat kids. It's like <laughs> all right, man. You could pump the brakes there. Like you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the movie. There's a lot of this which is like yeah, it's the that's the movie. I th and I think the ending is actually pretty good because they do plan this big fight. And then at the end of it, like halfway through the big fight, she, he's like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, well, we're going to do this in front of everybody. He's like, no, like I literally I don't want I don't want to fake break up with you. I want to really be with you. I think that scene's pretty good, actually. I kind of like that. Uh, I don't know. Vibe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that evokes, it's good writing. Yeah. Because we're, I mean, he's expressing what he's feeling. Yes. And she's like, yeah, what do you, yeah, you don't want to do this. Yeah, we're not doing it. Like, kill her. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's sort of that feeling where it's like, it means something more and it feels like impulsive. I don't know. Yeah. It did feel impulsive. But also, the performances are not good enough to, like, extract nuance Mm -hmm. from anything and i and i think you kind of like especially for hallmark movies you kind of have to remove nuance as a whole from the equation oh it doesn't exist no way yeah so i i don't understand why he's surprised after reviewing 18 hallmark movies yeah no, no. um okay let's see um so at the end of the movie after Lay layla secures a new dream job thanks to seth how convenient daniel how how often in life do you think a coincidence happens like a life shattering coincidence. Like, uh, can I give you an example? Uh, please, please. Yeah. An, an example of a crazy coincidence at this level. When you are walking to your car and you're humming a song and you turn on the radio. 
and the radio is playing the exact same song that you're humming at the exact same place in the song. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, that level of crazy. Like once a month, once every two months, I think. You think once every two months? I th- Yeah, I think I, I think those are weird, but I think it's um, not the most uncommon thing in the world. You know, I was uh, this is this is going to get slightly philosophical. Oh, good. <laughs> I love we never do I that do. here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was walking up the steps. I mean, I just had I had a, a pretty life changing event happen to me and I, I was walking up the steps and uh, I think this was two days ago, maybe three days ago to get into my apartment and on the stairs, I see two twigs that had fallen from the rainfall that spelled out the initial C.T. Like pretty clearly, like it was two letters, C-T. Yeah. And I was like, if I, like, if I, if a shred of anything related to C and T happened to me, Mm -hmm. like in just my day to day, I, that would have been mind blowing. Like if I got called in for like movie that was like cannibal thugs and I had just come (laughs) back from an audition and I see C-T on the, I'm like, holy fuck, I got it. And and like we we just assign meaning in in that sort of way. So I found I just found that interesting, and I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> wait, okay, I'm sorry. Wait, you just wanted to talk about weird coincidences happening? Yeah, that was like four minutes. Because thanks to Seth, she got this job. Yeah, the fucking doy. He's <laughs> he's next to her all the time. How convenient. That's not a coincidence. He's standing right next to her. It's like it's like it's like if I were if I if when Cecilia and I say the same like phrase at the same time. Yeah, no shit. We're walking around the same apartment constantly. Yeah, we share the same space. It's not that weird. We're, so we're thinking about the same things. That's just stupid. So that's that was the point of that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's do connections. Okay. Uh, real estate moguls, obviously. Obviously, so, we are real estate moguls. Uh, yeah, we're, we're back we're, in the game. We're looking. We're looking for antique shops. We're looking for. Uh, and here's Daniel. Yes. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. No. Okay. <laughs> what is in this in this movie? What would you consider an antique p- item? The grandmother's ring. And who do we know are directly at odds with owners of antique things? Real estate moguls. So when we put the two together in the same movie, what is really going on here? The war for the soul of Christmas? I would say, I would, I, you know, I would argue that the ring, in the same way that that angel from that, the Christmas angel... That has that we decided has the soul of Chester inside of it. Mm-hmm. I would say that the ring has whatever the hallmark equivalent of like a Horcrux is within it. Because who's his grandmother? See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And I've got. And also her mom died, by the way. Just a little BT dubs. Her mom did die. Her mom did die. Yes, we got a dead mom. Great. Yeah, I have. A theory that is mostly just to connect us into this larger world. Is his grandmother 
the woman who marries Billy Ray Cyrus in Christmas come home comes home to Canaan. Okay, why? Why do you ask? Depends. Who's asking? I'm asking because <laughs> because Okay. <laughs> because we're getting a little devilish here. I like it. I'm just not see because I, I think a I, lot of stuff has to happen for Seth to get with his dream woman. And okay. I like this idea of the ring as a horcrux, but how else would this ring get some Christmas magic in it if not as a result of being around Billy Ray? Yeah, I do think okay. So let's think about what a ring is, right? Yes. So uh how how does a woman get a ring? She buys it. Sure. Step one. How else does she get a ring? Somebody, a man it's a, it's gives it to gift. her as a as a like a token of love or what what have you or promise sure. or just someone buys it for her. or so, or someone buys it doesn't have to but be that's a not man. interesting I don't care about that right so I think what what you're going for is like her so his Seth's grandfather is Billy Ray Cyrus yep I I'm high Twitter feed um. <laughs> It's good to see you. I'm glad I could. I'm glad we can meet. Seth's grandfather is Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> and that is that is a kooky enough soundbite that I imagine that I'm scrolling through the endless. <laughs> hey, no, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Um, the only problem is we do meet his dad and it's a different name than the other character. We meet Seth's dad. Yeah. We're, but we're talking about his grandfather. Right. Billy Ray. But we meet Billy Ray's son in that movie. Oh, right. Shit. What's his son's name? Do we meet the mom? We meet the mom. Ah, shit. What's his, son, what's his shit. son's name? And Bobber his is name? his son's name. Bobber? Bob, well, Bobber is the white son. It's not, like, we, it's not the black guy from A Christmas Home oh, okay. Comes Home to Canaan because it's a white guy. The white, the white son mm. named Bobber. Named Bobber, yeah. He deserved oh. to die. Oof, do it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then Sarah's the mom. Or Sarah, yeah, Sarah's the daughter. But Jessica, I think, is his... No, not Jessica. No, not Jessica. Um, what's his mom's name? In Christmas Comes Home to Canaan. No, no, no. Sarah is the woman from Christmas Comes Home to Canaan. Who's his oh, okay. mom in this movie? Do we meet his mom? We do. Yeah, we meet Seth's mom. Darcy? That sounds right. Well, I guess also theoretically they could have changed their names if they can live. If they have extended lives being, you know, children of a clause or at least like one generation removed. Theoretically, they could ch could have changed their names to, you know, not make it too suspicious that they've looked 55 for like 10 years. It's like a, a like a witness protection program, little so a Christmas, bit. A, like a Christmas protection program, a Christmas protection program. Yeah, if you will. I can I can buy that for a dollar, but I I think I need more. OK, it's also I guess he could be related to an old fashioned Christmas. OK, let's take it back to Ireland. Take it back to the old country a bit. This is our Irish movie. Yeah, this is one, our the one Irish movie. The, yeah, the um, only one. So Seth, so Seth is related to to uh, Tilly. Was her name? Did she have a ring? I mean, she would have. She got engaged to the guy at the end. Oh, you the main characters. The main characters, and that's in like the eighteen hundreds. So that ring could be, you know, 
passed that's like, down. That's like great, great. Okay, wait, let's think. So that when does that movie take place? God, like 1890, Here, I think. Uh, let me let me look. December 1870. Okay, so she's Dude, 20. So much time. She's 20 in 1870, right? Sure. So that would mean that, like, let's say she has a child between the ages of like 25 and 40. Okay. Right. That would mean that would place the birth of his mom <laughs> in like in still in the eight, late 1800s. So if that's his grandma, that means that means that Seth is like over a like close to 100 years old. And there's no ma- there's no magic magic in that movie. But Beans. But 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 I mean it. Could, I mean, listen. Rings have magic power. The ring could have gifted him the eternal life or or decreased aging. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? How do you, how do you feel? We're, we've got some sort of magical, semi-immortal trickster running around. You were saying, looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm, yeah, because I think. Let me let me continue to do the math. Um, so she is 20, 20 to 40. That means the window of the birth would probably be like 1890s at the latest. Yeah, 1890 at the latest. And then they, Did she, the mother, 18, no. <laughs> no, 1890, let's say like 25 to 40 again at the latest, it would be 1930, 1930. So that would put him at like, he's about 80 years old. Yeah, maybe no, he, no. <laughs> he, maybe he went to Vietnam, like Maybe the maybe the ring gave him some extra historical power. His, history powers activate. <laughs> okay. So what I meant is like maybe he used it to fight in the war. Sure. I you know, you or know I mean, or dude, or we're just overcomplicating it. Or he's just lying. Or he's just lying. And it's just a magic ring he has. Ooh, okay. I think the ring I here okay. So what I can draw from what we've said so far is okay. inconclusive, but sure. there are things that have been inconclusive in the past Yes, that we have risen to the occasion and incorporated them into the larger cinematic universe. That's true. We also could be just making this whole movie up. We could also be just making and it. And the plot is silly enough where who knows who's to say we could have we I could have written that review. You could have. And, and because the review is so long and includes the plot of the movie. It yes. made it really easy. Yeah, really, really easy. Because, okay. because what would like would we tell you the whole thing, or would we have Trey write out like four bullet points and then we kind of riff around them, right? <laughs> right. Oh, Daniel, and like I could have written out four bullet points, or you could have given us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, little ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> and you could leave us a review there. We'll probably, if you leave a review, we may read it on a future version of the podcast. You can also visit us at www.mistletoesecret.com and yep. see the story so far, or leave uh, fill out the form at the bottom of the page and tell us your version of the story so far. Also, you can visit us at uh, hc at hcu secret at twitter.com or you can send us an email at mistletoe secret at gmail.com danny you got anything you want to know about next week's movie or you want to keep oh, it a mystery heck yeah let's let's hear about a new movie 
Next week, we are watching Broadcasting Christmas. Two news broadcasters who previously were in love fight for a position as a morning talk show host that they both want, ultimately finding what made them like each other so much in the first place. This sounds like a little window wonderland action. Little window wonderland. I'm getting my hopes up. I'm getting my hopes up. Little wonderland. Uh, My name is Trey Plutnicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling Mm. and stay jolly. Thank you for listening.